fact that all these women are trying to behave like men, what this does is it removes real feminine value from the world. And there is a feminine intelligence that in my perspective, the few women that have this, they exceed male intelligence. But it's a shame that most women don't. They, most women fail at their capacity to be feminine, just like most men fail at their capacity to be masculine. You look at men and you're like, why? Why have you squandered away your life changing diapers? And you look at women, why have you squandered your life away being a receptionist? It's the same uh, pity and sadness that you feel for both men and women. But with women, one thing I've noticed is that their usage of instinct and intuition and insight is much more easy for them. It's much more accessible. They don't self-doubt. They don't focus on categorization and organization and systems building. They're more focused on novel insight generation without this air of it all needs to be rationalized into this overarching they system. They to fix and fit in some big picture. They're not trying to big picture it. They're just trying to yeah. come up with what comes. Yeah. But what they come up with, the pieces that they give you are so clear that you don't even need the big picture. And this is with people like Dorothy Sayers, uh, Esther Villar in The Manipulated Man, and then, you know, this book, uh, Picture This, Molly Bang. It's so simple. You know, she's just discounting her ideas. Oh, these are just things I thought of. She, if, if this was written by a guy, he would have created a system and marketed the hell out of it. It would be like the, you know, the the artist's guide to design principles. And and the funny thing is, there's an, there's another book which I haven't really uh, read yet because it's so it's so academic and dry. And it's by a guy called uh, Wuxius Wong, Principles of Form and Design. And he does all of that stuff, but it just doesn't have the character and personality and organic instinctual generation that that book does. It's just not appealing. It's just so dry and empty. Yeah. Sure, it's... it's Probably a, got a lot of information in it. Yeah, it, it, it definitely... Pull out the book called The Visual Grammar in there. It's the orange one. So this is also by a guy. And I think this, in my opinion, is a bit of a balanced uh, book in the sense that it tries to do what uh, Molly Bang does in an organized sense. It tries to create a, a grammar of it all. And you have, but you still have that obsession that I and you have, you know, abstract, concrete, activities, relations. You can see he's trying to create the system. And the <laughs> yeah. priority is toward the system. And it's like, how do I fit this in here? And then you have abstract objects, abstract structures, concrete objects, concrete structures, you know? And it's really well laid out, but it's just such a bore to read because there's no story. And this is, this is, the, this is the value of women. Women give you a story. A man without a woman does not have a story, right? Adam without Eve was just like this organizing putting things in drawers and buckets there's no drama there's no arc yeah. so the, the the crooked rib is necessary because without the drama life is dull you're just putting things you're putting boxes in and sorting things all day and that's what you do these crazy like in fight club the character who's single he doesn't have drama from a, a woman so he's just like obsessing with the interior decoration of his house and not in a in an organic sense but just like buying ikea furniture but why is he doing that? Wait, is that before he starts fighting? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's before his feminine chaotic nature, which is represented by uh, Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt yeah. yeah, is is present. It's It still doesn't really talk about the main issue in his life, which isn't about a lack of violence and mission. It's more that he doesn't have a woman. It's also a lack or of children. purpose. Yeah, a lack of purpose. Yeah. God. 
God and woman. Exactly. Yeah. And and woman is an active Well, God requires you to get a woman basically because if you if you're a man <laughs> and you don't want children and you don't want to ex- spread your ideology or whatever, how are you going to do that without yeah. kids? No, also like you're not going to be celibate like That's true too. Yeah, there's just Yeah, so this is this is the point I wanted to to really and you know, women now the thing is a lot of the women that would hear this you shouldn't get too uh, you shouldn't feel too good about this because you're not really the target audience of this. Most women don't especially in modern times most women catastrophically fail at this. And I would say men lead them astray or they lead themselves astray by it. because you can see that her whatever book she wrote here picture this is a consequence of her maternal instincts. The the whole idea of little red riding hood the story because her goal is children's illustration and that is you only do that if you care about children yeah. right you're not trying to like run a startup or something and you also have to think like there's not a lot of money i guess in she yeah. when she did it there isn't yeah right? maybe now but yeah she's not doing it from a she's not trying to get famous off of writing a children's book and you know what's funny uh, i didn't actually read that part to you but in the end that once she had all these ideas she mentions that her husband told her why don't you prior to making every page of your book write down exactly what emotion you want and create a plan for that book and then she said when i did that i made the best book that i had ever made so even though she had these instincts she was unable to systematize them in a workflow effectively on her own so her husband's input still assisted her to create yeah which shows you that both is needed yeah it might also be the temperament of like the the temperament of the writer is yeah. tends to be not the temperament of the planner yeah. sometimes yeah. exactly so you do need both you always want uh, both in that element and it, and it's unfortunate that a, a lot of women are letting their strengths just dissipate and and waste instead of you know that's actually that's actually going back to the temperament thing like there's a certain type of temperament that is that writes good that that creates good writing and but they just don't have the workflow yeah and there's a certain type of temperament that doesn't create good writing but they have the workflow and yeah. the sales and the marketing and what you we have to... now in the modern day is that all the people with the with the knowledge of the workflow and the sales and the advertising and everything they, end up going into... they just make it their own and because they're not trying to create anything good yeah and they're just trying to they're not actually trying to work with the people that have because you good... have workplace professional isolation yeah. everything segregated ideally you want this this you know what's the word in in free convivencia is that a word is that the word where where all ideas and uh, la convivencia is that how you pronounce it yeah so, is an academic term uh, regarding the period of the spanish history where yeah, so but what happened refers oh, to the interplay Andalusia. of cultural ideas between three religious groups and ideas. So so this is a religious convivencia, but I'm referring to a professional convivencia. So forget religion, that's long since been obliterated. So religion has all been isolated. Muslims, Christians are and Jews are all segregated. Well, now it's all secular. But we're talking about even at the professional level it's it's, it's all being seg- segregated. Gender is being segregated, age is being segregated. It's the separation. It's Design almost, and development is yeah, separate. It's like, almost like the this obsession with categorization. It has led to a pathological attempt to separate all the categories. Categorization is meant for you to know. It's like the verse in the Quran says that we made you different so that you may know each other. Not that so that you may live separately apart forever. So that you may know each other, right? So the separation of a writer 
and uh, like what you said, a, a workflow salesperson is that they may know each other and then know their strengths and weaknesses. And yeah, yeah. so it's, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the problem we're facing. So this is something maybe to keep in mind if you're trying to, you know, if you're trying to get your wife to work with you on a project or something. Because, you know, once you have the kids and they're a bit older, that's when women can really, and a lot of these older women write really well. Because yeah. once, you definitely don't want to put that in the early stage because you, you, the woman hasn't had the life experiences which give the her the inspiration. Needs to have kids to have the inspiration just like exactly. the man needs to have, have the a woman. woman. <laughs> right? Yeah, this is what I always said. Like The, the first the step man. is always marriage and kids then you can do stuff yeah it's like you need that mental clarity first and i'm not yeah. talking about the mental clarity from having no, no. sex that's yeah, not that's the one that's a that's a reductionist yeah uh, take on it no you need the mental clarity and not just clarity you need life that yeah. is life what are you going to create what songs are you going to write what music what design are yeah, you going to do you're without some single dude dating or like what what are you going to do you're empty there's nothing like, there you can consume other people's art and regurgitate it which is what people do in hollywood yeah, even in music, like yeah, the, it's regurgitation. You know, the punk, hardcore, like that's that's it. Yeah. They're just... And that's why most of these bands, their good albums happen three to four years, or three to four albums later, which is usually when they get married and have families. Yeah. And a lot of their issues are about the family issues. But their first albums are a bit raw, and they're just like, I mean, they're not even mixed well, they're not produced well, but even the, the structure, it's like, where's the narrative? It's like a bunch of riffs glued yeah. together, which, have, which has its own they charm. They have their own energy. They yeah, but their... it's not... It's not the peak of the band. Yeah. I would never, I would never accept the position that the first album is better, and neither would the band. Yeah, of course. Because the band usually are embarrassed about their first album. They're like, oh, what is this? And uh, most anyone who's in any creative endeavor, when they look at their first work, media creation confidence. <laughs> and actually, <laughs> obese we, life philosophy. Yeah, we could think of this as not even our first because we're technically older in terms of our age. So our first would have been like some essay or something we wrote in in high school. No, well, that's that's no because the the band that publishes their first album that's not the first. Our first essay wouldn't be the fair example because that's yeah. not. It's like okay, we're doing a podcast, so we have to think about the How, first time we ever had a conversation. Yeah, yeah. No, no. no, like our okay, our conversations with our friends, our earlier yeah, conversations. For, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but I would of, say that I would say the most correct ways to think our first because. At a certain point, you have to get to the point where you're willing to record it. And so they also got to that point where they were willing to record whatever they were making. Yeah. And they and they and it, it passed a certain threshold in their mind. And so our podcast, it passed a certain threshold. But this assumes that everyone's has, threshold is the it same. It says yeah. the same. Because yeah. I would argue that no, but our... I would say that everyone's threshold is the same relative to how they would feel about it five years I later. agree with that but I would say that that doesn't necessarily mean the quality would be yeah, the same yeah well that's how it works and that's why you get Linkin Park first album versus Metallica first yeah. album or something would be different actually yeah. no but because those are both good <laughs> no and I think that that difference that happens is due to your maturity so if you I see I see yeah so if you start making music when you're 15 years old versus 30 years old that first one will be different exactly yeah because you you have a different uh, perception and maturity on not only in that domain but also on your life. So there's two layers. Yeah. One is that, especially if it's something like a conversation, you've definitely had conversations for the past ten years, and you've also had life for the past ten years. So in two levels, you're you more matured. So even if those artists, if they had just continued to play on occasion, 
and they, their life would have continued, I would argue that their album would have been better than that album. Maybe not as good as their fourth album had they started then. Mm, yeah, but still, I agree. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, definitely if we started podcasting when we were 16, this would be a bit different. But who knows, it might be worse in some ways. Well, might we be more... were never 16 at the same time, so yeah. I would have been 10. Yeah, well, that would have been interesting. <laughs> then so... I really would have been a prepubescent boy with a feeble build. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a, a podcast. Yeah, also that uh, the whole idea with the women, right? Going back to that that lady in the the Hamza Yusuf Deadly Sin series. I forgot her name. Uh, e- e- Eva Br- Bran or something? It was definitely Ava something, yeah. Yeah, but also, you know, that's another example of that. The same energy, you know, speaking very profoundly about very complex issues, but just being dismissive of her own value. And that's the nature of the woman is that she never, she never lets, her sin is not intellectual arrogance. That's not a woman's sin. A woman's sin is this disrespectful, disobedient attitude. Women rarely commit the sin of uh, intellectual arrogance because they don't they need to be intellectual to have that arrogance to begin with now what they do in modern times is they masquerade as men so they even imitate that sin intellectual yeah cuz i was about to say but that's yeah. not the actual sin because if you push yeah. back on a few layers it always ends up in disrespectful yeah. insults it always no man will st- lead with calling you they'll argue based on that you don't know this point, you know, maybe you didn't understand this, you need to read this or whatever, but they won't, it won't degenerate so quickly into name calling and disrespectful uh, comments about your lack of ability to get women, you know, incel based comments, or you, you don't deserve children, you don't deserve platforms, moral posturing, that kind of stuff. And that's what it quickly devolves into. And that's why we will no longer be talking about women on this podcast. <laughs> it's over. Yeah, no, this is a this is a woman episode. Oh, this is, it is dedicated. Dedicated to the woman out there. This is the orange. This is a solar. Last one was aqua. Aqua? Aquatic? I don't know. What should, what do you think I should call it? We should call it uh See the gray logo is is lunar. The orangish the reddish orange logo is solar. And then the purple one is cosmic. And then this blue one, I wanted a, a word that relates to water, of water. Aquatic, that is aquatic, right? But it just sounds so pathetic. Yeah. English. Well, let's see. What about? Did you check I, power? They did all that. Of course, you did. Yeah. Initially, I was thinking of like a blue and green color and calling it Terran, relating to Earth, Terra. Yeah. But then blue and green doesn't doesn't work visually. It just looks too, looks too floral. It looks like a mistake. Yeah. It's like what is this? It doesn't have a. It does. It's not pointed. Blue. It's like you know blue and the white. You know where it's going. Blue and green are so oppositional you have earth and water together yeah it doesn't the, green would work on its own but then it would be like is this a nature podcast yeah <laughs> right blue blue works i think it's it's you know that question that jackson asked about are women more easily brainwashed than men or are men just more likely to try and be manipulators or both so well first of all this question is connected to what we were discussing in the sense that Regardless of who's brainwashed more easily or who is this brainwashing is partly responsible for men and women behaving not up to their potential. You know, women rejecting their feminine instincts and adopting pseudo male characteristics and men vice versa. Yeah, I think it also you have to look at this question from who's brainwashing who like women easily brainwashed by men than men or, you know, by women. This was my response. There's like a four. There's a four way. Yeah. It's even, it's even 
it's like that. I'd say it's even more. And then I, there's the societal. Yeah. yeah. So what what I was thinking of when I read this was, first of all, what is brainwashing? Yeah. The, Define what brainwashing type, is, yeah. and then the question of something being more easily brainwashed assumes that both parties have equivalent modes of brainwashing. So you can only say something is like if if I ask you a question. Uh, what weighs more, a basketball or a volleyball? That question makes sense because volleyballs and basketballs both have weight. That's an attribute that they both have and it manifests identically in the world. Yeah. But if I were to ask you a different question, well, how would you craft an... Yeah, so what's louder, uh, a drop of water or a guitar? Like just a drop of water on the sitting on the table. Like what, which one's louder? Yeah. yeah, or or you could say, <laughs> what weighs more, the sound of a guitar or yeah, a basketball? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's comparing two different different mediums. senses. Yeah. But even that's that's so obvious that no one would confuse it. Yeah. But this is it blurs it because men and women are different in their approaches and how they would be brainwashed, but at the same time both would be effective at being brainwashed if you know their weaknesses. So men are easily to brainwash based on their specific weaknesses, and women are equivalently easy to be brainwashed based on their specific weaknesses. But in the, in modern times, what you do is you, first of all, you'll adopt a definition of brainwashing, which is based on some conglomeration and androgynous conversion of men, convergence of men and women. Wherever that happens to land is not the point. The point is it's somewhere. And based on that ideal, if it's towards the feminine side, you'd say that females are easily manipulated. If it's towards the male side, You'd say that males are more easily manipulated. So the question isn't really about brainwashing, but rather how is this convergence of genders defined? And based off of that, is the same question: Are men better or are women better? Yeah, you know, it depends. I would actually say that you know, if you can, if you consider brainwashing as just manipulation, if you define redefine brainwashed as manipulation, mm-hmm. I would say men are more easily manipulated. manipulated. Than I would women. agree. I mean, the and, manipulated men. Yeah. And right. that's, and that's why, you know, men have the force over women to yeah. overcome that manipulation. Exactly. So, yeah. But then if you define brainwashing as just total control over a population. Yeah. Then women fall into that category because right. if you marry a woman and yeah. have kids with her, she's brainwashed so, more, more significantly than if a woman marries a man. Yeah. And, at the individual level, women, uh, at, sorry, at the societal level, women, but at the individual level, men, but then even societally, you know, men and their armies can be brainwashed. Yeah. So it's, that's it's what I said. It's a about temperament and weakness thing. Yeah. yeah. It's more of a temperament thing. Brainwashing is, is definitely more effective on conformists. Because they they have a thing called membership hunger, and without any membership in any group, they they feel incomplete, and that is uh, a membership is basically auto brainwashing. You define yourself, and you behave and speak in a manner that aligns with the group's ideals. You deliberately do that. You want to do that. You aspire to do that. You enjoy doing that. So with all those layers, there isn't much brainwashing. It's just that is your brain. Yeah. It barely needs to be washed. It's like you're ready to go. Yeah, and it's not necessarily bad. No, it's not. It depends on what like you're washing with. Yeah. Water the, or toilet paper. Exactly. The nature of the the hygiene is what matters. If you're brainwashed with toilet paper, then it's unfortunate. Yeah, that's going to be paper mache. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Bruh.
<sighs> wetware. That's wetware. Uh, yeah. Uh, Just talking out of my ass, the comments. <laughs> I don't know the actual answer, but by taking a guess, I'd say men are definitely more brainwashed. Oh, he said the military thing. Nothing against the military, but seems to me that men are more willing to die for an abstract cause yeah, well, that's just because men abstract, but that's not necessarily that they're more brainwashed. It's once again you're taking male weaknesses. Yeah. So if you take a female weakness, which is children, yeah, I guess they'd be willing to die for their children. Yeah. So, but that's generally not done because although nowadays they're willing to kill them. Yeah, that's true. The abortion. Yeah, I think women tend to act more in their in their perceived self interest. Whereas men tend to act more in their perceived group interest. Yeah. So they can both be manipulated based on self and group interest, but it's not necessarily the case that both are acting in that interest. But do you have a study to prove that? Yeah, I do. With some chimpanzees and Yeah, <laughs> I, have, I have all the studies for everything. I've actually done them all. Yeah. yeah. I own all the universities. You studied at home. <laughs> in the universe. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, like the, the hidden hand that runs the Ivy League is mine. You'll never know it because, you know, I'm not going to let you in. But yeah, we control all universities, all education, all access to, yeah, the, the hand, the, the beta maxed hand. Is, is the, the hand that feeds. Like they, we don't feed. We lead. <laughs> uh, Anyways. Well. Yeah. I feel like we didn't have a, we didn't have a topic in, in mind for this. And it's kind of. We need to really start doing question and answers based on people what what I, what I think we'll do is you know coffee me always and uh jackson anonymous and you know a couple of our really good you know the even the great uh danorini and all these guys who sort of i'd say they agree with the our general positions if they have any ideas and any comments that they want us to talk about because you know i think uh, after 70 75 episodes or more than that the well runs dry yeah the well, it's not that the well runs dry it's that it's perceived as dry yeah it's more like you can only come up with you can only answer questions when you have the question right if if you if the question is already completely resolved in your mind you're not going to bring up the question yeah. organically and about and so we have like millions of questions i mean not millions maybe that hundreds of thousands of at least of like these kind of discussions that we've already had. Almost everything that we talk about is a closed question that we happen to open up through the discussion and we kind of formalize it in this kind of, we come up with words and labels, but it's it's not a question that we contended with ourselves. Yeah. It's something that we have to generate for the podcast, but it's not a personal issue. The personal issue were, were the blue ones. Like the previous episode, I think Extant Workflow was probably the first episode which dealt with a personal, not a personal in that sense issue, but an issue that was relevant to myself. Because yeah. all the other issues were not relevant to myself. They were more like relevant to the TikTok comments. Yeah. But we have, so I guess blue is is us and red is, is them. I don't know, because one is... Mm, blue is like our, like where we are at. Because we're still trying to develop what, what the... The yeah. blue theme is it, it can be about our own struggles with our wives like a but those struggles would be so like what the hell are you talking about you call that a struggle yeah like what, what are my struggles 
Well, this well, is it. She didn't uh, take your food out today. It was in the fridge. Yeah, so my wife didn't put my food outside. But no, but she knows that I'm going to eat late today, so it would have spoiled. Sure, yeah. I mean, it's good that she left it in the fridge. If she left it outside, I'd be like, why'd you leave it outside? She used her better judgment here. <laughs> no lashes tomorrow. Yeah. Supposed to comments in the questions, guys. I think for me, the the struggle of family life is such a non-issue that when I compare it with my own struggle of of you know figuring out I feel some like content my creation. struggle of family life is linked is more it's like my my personal struggles in like doing what I want to do in life are more could cause more family struggles than the other way around yeah I would agree for with most that. people it's the family struggle that causes personal struggle but for me it's the personal struggle yeah but yeah maybe it's that same maybe it's the same way for others as well I don't know no I think you're right for others, it's the other way around because people completely... And I'm not talking about like a personal struggle as in like I have a personal struggle with anger and... We're talking about I, a productivity what, creative yeah, it's struggle like, yeah. to create something. It's like I come down and it's my wife's like, it's like, you know, she, she's like wondering like, how's it going? <laughs> you know, like... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I don't... Uh, maybe I don't uh, display it as a struggle. So my wife never really well, I asks. Don't, I don't... I don't... Yeah. yeah. Or I don't, I don't show visible irritation ever. Yeah. I definitely do show. Visible yeah, because first of all, I, I just I don't, don't. You don't get, get visibly irritated. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and if I'm irritated, it's usually my demonstration of irritation has to do with the person. So I'll only demonstrate if I'm irritated at them. So I won't be irritated as a as a thing. Like, yeah. oh, I'm irritated right state, now. Yeah. Yeah. No, my 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 irritation is relation based, not state based. Yeah. So it's it doesn't make sense for me to be irritable around someone who is not the object or source of my irritation. Yeah, no, well, for me, the irritation tends to be like, it's not, it would just be a reduced amount of time spent. Because it's like, if yeah. I want, if I'm trying to figure something out, I wouldn't come down and just chill for two hours and have coffee. Yeah, well, but in that case, I'm always irritated if you define it that way. Yeah. <laughs> if, if the definition of irritation is not spending time, but we have a dedicated time. Yeah, right? no, but like, let, like yeah. my dinner time. Yeah. You know, watch something. Dinner is basically the thing is it's only when the kids are asleep that you can even I can't even get a word in with my wife. Maybe that's a problem that I have. Yeah. My six year old daughter yeah. doesn't let me talk to my wife in the day. <laughs> There's so much jealousy there. Yeah, no, my two year old already. Like if I just yeah. go up and touch my wife, my daughter starts crying. Like if yeah. she sees me just if I if I give my wife a hug and a kiss then my daughter goes crazy and then my son goes crazy. It's like, there's just like, imagine having multiple wives. This is like, you have multiple kids. They're already competing for your attention, right? Yeah. And then if someone, like if I enter, like if we go to our parents' house and my kids are there and if my son runs up to me and I give him a hug first, then my daughter is a bit upset that I didn't give her a hug first. So th these are different kind of issues. These are not, it's like, it's not your typical, like, oh, a divorced custody battle. It's more like, these are not really issues, right? That's yeah. so. Like when when we talk about these, oh, my issue is that my kids fight over me when they're trying to hug me. Like it's a joke. That's not an yeah. issue. That's a blessing, and it's it is perceived as a blessing. So that's why. How can we talk about issues that we don't have? My issue is my inability to compose music or my hesitation towards enacting a workflow that I think is suboptimal. That's my issue, and it's funny because. You know, they'll ridicule you by calling you insecure and insult. Like for that, for me, a harsh critique would be, man, you suck. You haven't even written a song. That would hurt. Yeah, that'd be real. 
<laughs> that would be real. It's like all this gear and you guys still haven't made a song. <laughs> that would be, but, but you know what? No one would uh, lead with that insult because that insult strikes too close to them because most people struggle with this. This is a default struggle that very few, because look, relationship success is pretty normal, yeah. but creative success is extremely rare. Yeah. And even then, most creative, quote-unquote, creative people on the internet now are just people that do covers. That are proficient of it. Yeah. yeah so for them to insult us, it would not be possible because in order to insult someone, you have to perceive yourself as more proficient. That doesn't really... The technical... The technical proficiency is there. The theoretical knowledge is there. The only thing that's not there is... like an, an The thing it, that everyone's strong. Yeah. The thing that no one who's truly creative would dare critique someone about because they understand how much it exactly. would affects it how much it affects themselves and that's what kind of happens when you know sometimes like you know musicians will like change their direction or something and fans will like bash them or something and those that, fans don't get it yeah they're non-creative fans they yeah. haven't written they haven't even they don't even have that paradigm in their mind of like, it's not even open that it's not there. the creative direction it's so. closed closed doors yeah so that's those are the the struggles you know, I mean, and my, my other struggles are like, you know, my when my beard and sideburns get too long, I was like, oh, I got to spend an hour trimming them. Like these, these struggles. Yeah, and the mustache, sometimes it gets too long. The mustache, you It know? really takes a solid five minutes, five, almost 10 minutes to... To trim the mustache. Yeah, because you And to got, me, it's like, oh man, 10 minutes wasted. I know, you got to cut it and then you got to wash it. And then you notice, oh, it's a little bit long still. So you got to cut it a bit more. Is that how you do it? I do two passes, but I've limited. I'm trying to workflow that too. Yeah. Because otherwise you go crazy. Hair is like, especially if your hair curls and waves yeah. a little bit. So my rule is this now. I do the first pass dry. I do a second pass wet. And then I'll do a third pass, but some days I'll just go off, let it roll over to the next day. And then you'll see the stragglers take care of them the next day. While they're dry. And when, you're, when your sanity is a bit restored. Because yeah. the, the more passes you do, the more insane you get. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like art. It's like you're keep or music, you keep mixing it. There's a point, there's a word that all art is abandoned and trimming your mustache is an art form in a way. Yeah, you know? true. So That's you have to abandon it. the haircuts as well. Yeah. yeah. You must abandon art. It is never complete. Life is incomplete. Death yeah. will come at any moment. Your life will be abandoned. Life is always, everyone's life is abandoned. Yeah. yeah. Unless you, even if you take your own life. There is no closure. Abandoned. Closure will only happen if, if God willing, you see God on the day of judgment and you make it to heaven. That's closure. You're not getting that in this life too. And to expect it to get in something as trivial as like trimming your mustache, whereas you're trimming it, the hair is still growing. Yeah. So at I the, mean, at the micro right. level, I mean, yeah. no, but if you want to go philosophical and have yeah. a full on crisis, I can never get my... That's this whole obsession with the straight, you know, fade cut with the clean lineup. Like yeah, all that. No, you need to just relax. That's That's a... It's a godless haircut. Yeah. My whole approach now with the whole hair is that if it's not affecting me to the point where it's visually or physically distracting only then will i do the haircut because otherwise it's just like you're reducing the cycles or you're increasing the frequency of the cycles yeah. and just wasting time more so if i can delay that delay it because it takes about a, about 40 minutes to an hour to do a yeah. proper beard trim and then take a shower and then you know take all the equipment out and clean yeah. it because yeah. i gotta be clean right yeah oil the blades all that and imagine if you were going out, like that's your Sunday evening or morning just gone. Like to, if you go to the barber and do all that as a ritual. But that's what they do. That the, Your life is just maintenance tasks. Well, that goes back to that original discussion about the lifters, right? It's yeah. like, 
<laughs> those are the same kind of people that do that though then they'll spend their weekend going to the barber to look good i mean to... unless your barber is your best friend maybe you should just podcast at the barber well i think that is that's a part of it yeah i think a lot of it these kind of things they enjoy that yeah the, the barber is the social can't you can't knock on uh, the whole barber aspect because yeah but it like to me for me the barber would need to be someone i enjoy talking to yeah and if you don't enjoy talking to most people yeah no but i think it's hard to say nowadays you'll hear like from people that oh I don't I want a barber who doesn't talk to me. So then it's like just cut your own hair then. Cuz I think well they don't feel confident cutting their the extant workflow of their own haircut is not yeah. present. I started cutting my hair since I was 11. Yeah, well, you had the trimmer. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you started cutting your hair when the workflowing when, gear when was you accessible. When you bought the trimmer. Well, I mean, it was no, because there. in, was in like, the okay. Middle East we're like how do you get the trimmer? Right? Yeah. Also it was dirt cheap there, right? Yeah like five reals or ten reals which is yeah. like what three dollars two dollars also it was enforced upon me as a 10 year old i can't say no yeah you got a time for a haircut oh i guess it's time to <laughs> yes it's time. military haircut standard <laughs> yeah right. no long hair long hair is uh is evil or it's too too much chaos long hair it's, is... it's not uniform enough yeah it's just no it's uh it's a uniformity cultural no, it's, it's when you're someone who wants to be a part of an in-group uh, who part wants wants to be part of a group then anyone who is making actions that make them seem to be part of a certain other group that you're you're thinking oh this person's doing it exclusively for the reason to be in that group yeah if your and whole so, if your whole uh, framing of life and behavior is based on this group dynamic yeah. then all these events are seen in that yeah nature. and that it completely explains the, the it also race. explains the inherent racism prejudice and just chicken shit mentality that everyone has it's yeah. it's just a function of group based decision making and not the not the group based decision making but group based decision making yeah <laughs> it's kind of a sad way to live but i mean i don't know it's hard i can't see any positives in that but that's just because i'm temperamentally biased from not thinking that way but to me i don't see any positive cuz that whole group cohesion even the benefits of that it, to me it just seems cringe and superficial but maybe they enjoy it. you know those community dinners and like that kind of stuff is like you don't where's the depth yeah it's hard to you know, I'm, you, know I'm always, you mentioned like, you know, women and men don't have the same level of consciousness. I feel like there's like certain, like it's, it's a, it's, it's a person. Thing. Well, that, that's hundred yeah. percent true. Cause the, the Quran says that most of them do not reflect. So most of them do not have the consciousness. And I don't think that's yeah. referring to specifically non-Muslims. It's like, you know, when you listen to a song and you, as someone who's more musically inclined, you hear the bass, you hear the drums, you hear the guitar, you hear the specific riff, you hear what, you know, why it sounds good. You, and then... And but then someone who doesn't understand the music at all, they'll just hear noise, right? At some level. So same with life. It's like if you're not in tune and focused on consuming what's around you yeah. actively, then you just see you just see noise. Yeah. You don't see the instruments of life the way you see instruments or you don't hear the instruments. And that that's the thing. You don't see anything. Because the instruments of life part of so you use the the music analogy and sound is a way we interface with reality. Yeah. So if you're not if you're not proficient or interested in the sound aspect and the sight aspect and the touch aspect and, and the, the smell, smell aspect, yeah. then what are you doing here exactly? Just eating food, right? You're deaf, dumb and blind. And yeah. I and someone might be like, "Oh, so you're just you just want to enjoy all your senses." No, the enjoyment leads to gratitude because it's you're witnessing the signs of God. Yeah. So it's not just it's hedonistic. It's only through enjoyment that you can 
be grat exactly like, how can you be grateful if you're you're not enjoying something <laughs> the gratefulness comes from the favors of god yeah so it's like and if you're not witnessing them and that's the whole thing is that there's so many favors to witness that if you just open your eyes and and open your senses to the world you will be yeah. in a state of gratitude perpetually and it's not you you might they might argue and say oh it's hedonistic yeah but what's hedonistic about looking at a mountain for example that's also what we're talking about. Yeah. There's different levels Just to this. Just stepping outside and feeling the air on your face. That's Yeah. You you're grateful for that. Yeah. But you know, it's it's hard to get people out of that. There's so many layers this the the previous episodes touch on a lot of topics. We don't want to open those boxes. Yeah, well, if there's a specific box that you want us to open, let us know. You know, that's a good point. If you if you want us to go back cuz we're thinking of doing part twos of some of our earlier topics. So maybe, you know, someone's interested in, I don't know, heavy minds or something. So heavy minds part two. And that way, what we can do, because we don't know which episodes, we don't have enough of an audience to know if the analytics matter. Yeah. <laughs> it's random at this point. Oh, look, that view got, that uh, video got 20 views. The other one got 32. That one killed it. Yeah. <laughs> 32 views. So, but sexual obedience, though. Yeah. <laughs> all the sexy ones, the ones with those sexual terms, yeah. they, people just, search. You just for put them. sex in the title and porn in the title. Like. Yeah, conversation porn. That eight minute <laughs> clip, I think, has some of the most views. <laughs> people searching porn on it's YouTube. It's kind of like sad. It's kind of yeah, YouTube algorithm. Just, it reward. It's sexy violence and violent sex. No, well, it's not the YouTube algorithm. It's people. No, people search for it, but the YouTube algorithm will prioritize that search term. Yeah. Right? So it is rewarding them for that. True, yeah. Well, the the YouTube algorithm is based on what people watch and what people stay to watch. and, and Well, yeah. that too, but it also, it tweaks it in favor of SV because SV is more addictive. Yeah, for sure. So it's... Well, whether, it, whether they tweak the algorithm in favor of it or whether the algorithm automatically favors it because... People search they, for it. Yeah, yeah, because they stay on it. You know? Well, I would say they tweak it because we get those too in our yeah, recommended. True. We're not interested in that. Why am I being recommended this garbage? It's also like so many people, most people also create that because they know people want people. That's exactly. what sells. So that, that was one of our YouTube comments. It was like, you're not going to get big if you make content like this. And it's like, he just completely misses the point. Yeah, it's We're like, not trying to get big. We're, we're just saying what we want. So he's imposing his idea of success onto us. Yeah, There's a, there's a few comments I've been thinking, what if we take a few of these comments and, you know, like put them, uh, you know, write them out nicely typographically in some good font and start posting that those comments are on our Instagram, just those big verbal diarrhea paragraphs like that as an art form. Oh, oh, like not in the, not a screenshot, like not a screenshot, but like put it into yeah. Figma, put a nice font on it and then highlight the words, the, the really vile words in red and then just. Because that's an easy way to repurpose content. Because mm. and, and that gives something to our Instagram page that's not just shorts. Because what, yeah. what is Instagram? It's somewhat typographical images. And, and it's a great way to honor the words of our, of our hate breed. What do you think of that? Hashtag yeah, hate breed. I mean, it's, that's a purely you thing it's if, an you easy, wanna, if you want to do it. It's an easy thing to do, yeah. but it's like... yeah. Yeah. There's some good ones too. Yeah. And it's just auto-generating. Yeah. Auto-generating. Like it just never ends. Oh, you could also typographically display your one-liners as well. I was thinking of doing that, but the problem with that is... There's no context? 
No, well, it's the, then I get really OCD about the typographic style. Yeah, because it's your words. Yeah. But if it's making fun of... It's like, style. I can just do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. And also, yeah, there is that. It's it also, good. sometimes I, I'm... I'm it's too, like a cover, cover song. <laughs> it's a cover song. It's not really a cover song, though. It's a different... Yeah. It's like a parody song, like the Britney Spears one. With it's the, a parody <laughs> song. That's what it is. And on that note, we will end parody. Life is parody. Parody.